Welcome back to HodgePodge. This is Allison Klakowitz, your host. I'm excited to introduce our guest on HodgePodge today. Today, I'll be talking to my peer and friend, um, author, Donna Sager-Cowan, out of California. Donna is a remarkable author, children's book author. Um, She published a very successful um, book this past year uh, titled With the the Courage of a Mouse Superhero School Series Book One. And I had the opportunity to read this fabulous chapter book. Um, It is just a wonderful treasure. Dinah has given the world a really beautiful and powerful book that will likely be a children's classic in years to come. The lessons of life taught in its pages are important for everyone, children, adults combined. With the Courage of a Mouse uh, Superhero School Series, it is a whimsical tale of two unlikely friends. One, a very brave mouse named Simon Cheddar. The second, a finicky feline named Cat with two T's. C-A-T-T. How clever. Cat is a survivor trying to find her place in the world. The duo join forces, relying on their personal strengths to help one another achieve their dreams. A loving home for Kat and for Simon, finding courage in himself to face his fears. This book is such a perfect chapter book for elementary age students and really should be on the shelves of all libraries. Um, The reader will love the personification of Kat and Simon the superheroes who teach us all the true meaning of friendship. My favorite quote from the book is, bravery is facing the things that scare you, but courage is putting others first. Donna, thank you so much for this beautiful book, and I can't wait to speak with you today and introduce you to all of our listeners. Just a moment, and Donna will be right on. Donna, are you there? Hello? Can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, I can. I can hear you. We were having some (laughs) technical difficulties, but here she is, Donna Sager-Cowan, all the way from California with us today on HodgePodge. I am so thrilled. How are you, Donna? I am great. Um, you know, technology is like that. You know, it, it makes us work a little bit harder every day, but that's okay. I'm so excited <laughs> to be with you guys this morning and talk about my new book, With Curiosity of a Cat. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. I In my introduction earlier, I really... Um, gave a rave review of your first book in the superhero school series um with the courage of a mouse which i absolutely loved it's just adorable and um and i can't wait to hear all about book two and what our friends um 
Simon Cheddar and Cat are up to in this tale? Are they, or is it the same characters in book two? Um, it is, and thank you for the wonderful words about book one. I always love hearing those. In book two, it is a continuation of the story of Cat and Simon with the returning friends, Patty and Freddie. And, you know, they're coming up for their second class at superhero school. And the teacher tells them that as learning to be superheroes, they need to learn how to fly. All superheroes fly in in one manner or another. So she sends them skydiving. Now, (laughs) this is, is, is great for Simon. He's always up for a new adventure. But Kat, you know, she kind of thinks that, you know, Kat should stay on the ground. So she's not really excited about the whole thing. And it actually passes out in the classroom before they even get to the airfield. Oh, so, no. so Simon has to call in some friends to help him get himself and Kat and all of their equipment to the plane and get on the plane. And he is so worried about Kat that he doesn't pay any attention to his own equipment. Oh, and no. we have a mishap <laughs> right off the bat. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> well, you know, Simon, he's always, he is the brave one, mm. you know, and, um, but sometimes bravery <laughs> doesn't always um, ignite um, organization. <laughs> well, At yeah, if, yeah, you know, that is part of the book. You know, we want to show that, you know, the Simon is always gung-ho and he's ready for pretty much anything and he always has a plan available, but the problem is, is he doesn't think too much past the end of his nose and about what might happen and who might be involved. And so he sort of gets himself into trouble by not planning well enough. Whereas <laughs> then we have Kat on the other side that she's terrified of everything. And so she overthinks everything and imagines the worst scenarios. Right. Her anxiety you know definitely and because she was a survivor she kind of had some rough beginnings and so she has cause to to be a little anxious and and worried but but um they really worked on that in book one so but hopefully uh let me ask you this let me ask it before i lose my thought so what let's give our listeners a little insight into what birthed (laughs) the superhero school series both book one and book two we're you know give us some insight into who you are donna um and as a writer your life in california what 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 uh, inspired you to write this series Well, you know, this is an interesting question. It is not really a simple answer. You know, I am, you know, as I describe myself, I am a mother, a grandmother, a random fact finder, and a superhero in training. (laughs) This, This book and series, both, you know, book one and book two, were brought about by my youngest granddaughter asking me about my own actual cats and what they do at night when they go outside. (laughs) <laughs> and stay gone for hours and and I really couldn't answer that question and at the time they were younger and I was making up bedtime stories for them so I began this bedtime story about you know cat the cat 
being a superhero and out saving her animal friends. And they absolutely loved it. And they begged me to write it. I've been writing for years. I just never really considered publishing anything. I didn't think anybody would want to read it. Um, So, you know, we started on this book about her being a superhero, but we very quickly discovered that we need to explain how she as a cat became a superhero and so superhero school was born and we created all the characters from there and it has been an amazing adventure for me that i know i i i get it (laughs) (laughs) i get it so when you say we your granddaughter and you did did your granddaughter help you create the characters um, well, actually, I have six grandchildren, and they've all been pretty instrumental in helping me kind of nail down these characters and kind of bring them to life and and give them a voice that, that speaks to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm not speaking from the point of a grandmother. I want to speak to these kids at their level so that they understand what it is I'm saying and so my grandkids are very instrumental in helping me with that. How awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> are they super impressed with their superhero grandmother? <laughs> well, you know, yes and no. I mean, they they love the fact that their, you know, their grandmother is a published author. I mean, that 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 gets them a little little few kudos here and there and high five so they're they're Mm -hmm. excited about that but on the other side of it they actually do see the work involved in writing a book and so I think they're impressed more with the fact that I was willing to see it through even at my age that I was willing to set a goal and get through it which I think is probably the biggest accomplishment that I've made is to prove to them that even, you know, even now, something that I've been doing for years and years and years and never thought that I could do, I finally gave myself permission and I did it. I love that. You gave yourself permission and you did it. It's something that I can completely identify with. And I'm sure a lot of writers out there struggling to give themselves permission to do, (laughs) to do it. And, um, and I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Let me ask you this, your grandchildren, are any of the characters influenced by them, their personalities, or maybe situations that they have been in? Did, or, or is it just, you know, just general um, problems and things that children or anyone, an adult, uh, can identify with? Well, I think anybody can identify with these characters. Now, a lot of the situations were things that I were, uh, you know, that I have been discussing with my grandchildren because of, you know, issues that they've had to deal with or, you know, their friends or their, you know, um, close members of their family are having to deal with. The characters themselves, which I find quite funny, is one of my best friends read the book early and she's like, oh my goodness, she goes, I can see every one of these characters in you. And she she actually proceeded to talk about how, you know, this part of my personality was in that character. And I find that funny that she was so easy to pick that up. But it is true because, you know, 
as as a parent, as a grandparent, as a teacher, as you know, a, a human out in the world. It's like we do have to key on on certain parts of our personality to get that message across. And so with these different aspects of my personality as different characters, I was able to get this point across. Mm-hmm. And and it is, you know, it is kind of like a love letter to my grandchildren because I want them to realize they have everything they need inside of them to be yeah. the superhero in their life. They don't need a school to teach them that. Yes, that's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> we need all the encouragement to, to, to realize the power that is really within us. That's so beautiful. And, and it's so prominent throughout book one. So I'm just so eager to read book two and, and, and see the challenges that come and how they face their fears and, and grow. And, you know, Donna, every elementary school needs to be reading these books. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, that would be so awesome. You know, I do try to go to as many schools as possible. I am opening up, you know, um, video conferencing to go to schools that are from a distance. So, you know, anybody that that is listening, you know, that wants to contact me, they can go to my website at DonnaSagerCowan.com. I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes mm-hmm. and um, they can contact me and I am more than happy to set up something to come in and talk with either their classroom or their entire school. I <laughs> love doing it. With your, um, your puppet friend from our friend, uh, Deborah Williams in New South Wales, Australia, um, what puppet do you do you have well I have I actually have the main four characters as puppets I have Simon Cat Patty um and Freddie now Simon of course you know Simon likes to be in the limelight so he loves to travel <laughs> so he goes with me pretty much everywhere you know and it's kind of locally that you know that cat will kind of sneak in a little bit and you know of course patty you know has always something to say and then freddie just kind of takes care of everybody <laughs> i love it i'm sure you know and so you have been traveling you did a book tour um when was it last spring um yes i did do a book tour last spring it uh, quite quite frankly i i'm not sure i'm done with my book tour <laughs> just continue <Yeah>. on <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but that's cool. You know, I I was um you know so thrilled to be in Tucson back in March. You know, it got to be at the Tucson Festival of Books, and also got to do a uh, a school visit to the International School of Tucson with almost seventy students, mm-hmm. and they had all been reading my book for about three or four weeks before I got there, which is always so amazing. Yes, that's awesome that they were already familiar with the book. They were already like the whole storyline. Yes. And they were very excited. And then, you know, in April, I was able to travel to Los Angeles for the LA Times uh, Festival of Books and did, did a school visit in Santa Monica and also did a visit to the um, Midnight Mission Homelight Program and talked mm-hmm. to them because we do have the character of Kat, you know, that, that is homeless in the beginning of the book. And, uh, you know, was able to kind of encourage these kids that are going through homelessness issues that, you know, there is a light kind of at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. It must have been amazing for them to hear you and hear Kat's story and how 
empowering that must be for for those kids that's so fabulous is there a way to support those children in 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 that program um yes you can just uh reach out to the midnight mission in los angeles california they do have chapters throughout the united states so you can check locally if you have one locally but um you, if not, then you can contact them at the Midnight Mission in um, L.A. And um, they are more than happy to accept donations. And, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me how resilient these children are. You know, and it's like my biggest job, I think, for them and for most children is to get them to start imagining something better in their life. Because they get so caught up in the survival and the day-to-day struggle that they forget to be children. They forget to imagine. They forget to dream towards a future. And I really want them to do that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is so... That's so wonderful that you spent time with them. So if anyone is interested in maybe looking into that organization, it was Midnight Mission in Los Angeles. Right. The Midnight Mission. Yes. Um, You know, and then I was able to go on to um, a couple of um, local schools here in the um, Northern California area, which I had an amazing time with them. Um, I just got back from Ohio. (laughs) I was very excited to be in Ohio. Um, got to do a, you know, uh, a, participate in the largest Barnes and Noble book signing. They had eighty authors there at one time. Wow! <laughs> so it was pretty amazing. I w- I was very fortunate that um, my book sold out. So <laughs> oh, Donna, that's awesome. So I I, w- I was thrilled. Um, I was um, a um, top 10 finalist in the Author Academy Awards. I, I did not win, but you know what? I was so thrilled just to be nominated yeah. and just recently received a Mom's Choice Gold Seal for book one. Yeah. So I am just, I am walking on clouds right now. I am yeah. loving life. <laughs> it- there's a lot to be said for those accolades, you know, when you work so hard as a writer and author and marketing your book and getting your message out there. And when you begin to be recognized for that, there is just something priceless about, about that. It is very rewarding <laughs> after, after working so hard. So congratulations. I know you're thrilled. Well, thank you. And I mean, I know you're also, you know, a Mom's Choice Award winner for, you know, your book. So, you know, here we are in this club together. It's amazing. And, you know, I just love it. And I'm always so surprised when when I win these things because I'm just like, wow, okay, somebody really likes my book. (laughs) Right. That, that idea that you came up with that was influenced you know by a question from your grandchildren and my book being influenced by my son that you're like that would be cute you know that would be a great great idea but would anybody like it would anybody read it you know and then it's like oh they do like it they like me (laughs) they like (laughs) the book yes 
Well, and as you know, it's like I sort of created my own subgenre. Now, I know I'm not the only one, but um, I did approach writing for middle grade a little bit differently. Most middle grade books um, do not have illustrations. They simply go from picture books to middle grade chapter books with, you know, no illustrations. And when I talk to teachers, librarians, parents, and kids in this age group, they're like, they were having a hard time transitioning because the illustrations do help them visualize the story. They're not, as I said, they're not developing their imagination. And so it's a little tougher for them. So I decided to go ahead and just add a few illustrations. I only add one per chapter. So it kind of gives them an idea of what's going to be coming up in that chapter. And it really does help them develop their imagination a little bit more because they don't show them everything as you would in a picture book but it does help them get into the story a little bit more and I think it kind of encourages them to read a little further yes I'm going to agree with you 100 percent because as my son he's in second grade now um and you know they've transitioned to chapter books and you know he still wants to see a picture to guide him, to give him, you know, some orientation about who it is or what it is he's reading about. Um, and there's such an art in illustration. So why shouldn't there be, <laughs> you know, there, it's just such, um, and the, and I'll say this, the illustrations in book one were fantastic. So let me ask you, tell us a little bit about your illustrator, Diane Reed. Um, you know, I love Diane. She is such a sweet person and such a giving soul. And, you know, she is amazing to take my words and make them visual. And she does it with, you know, very, very little prompting from me, which I just find amazing in and of itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, she she is illustrate. She did illustrate book two. Um, we are currently working on book three, which we're hoping to have out next year with the passion of a pig. Oh my <laughs> God. So, um, you know, it it is an ongoing um, partnership between us. And she, you know, she did have some struggles getting through book one. She, you know, we we talked about this openly. You know, we're we were preparing to do the illustrations for um, book one and she um, had a stroke and went into a coma for uh, a little over two months. And, you know, when she came out of the coma, she was not able to do much of anything, in, including holding a pencil. And so she had to relearn all of these things. Um, she woke up from the coma in the middle of May and she had my illustrations done for me by the middle of September of that same year. So I got to say it's a, you know, it's a miracle and it's an yeah. amazing testament to her wanting to do this. Yeah. So, you know, she is a superhero. Ab sure. Absolutely. And it's, and it's an amazing story that I love telling um yeah, so you tell it before but i'm glad you've told it again for people that haven't had the opportunity so that when they do purchase book one and book two they can think of diane and and the struggle that she overcame i mean that she's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> she's brilliant and i mean we did run into a few issues this year she unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer during the summer no. um it, 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 you know, 
it is a kind of a setback for her, but we do believe that they caught it early. So she is getting treatment and she was able to finish all the illustrations for book two. And we fully anticipate that she will stay with us through, you know, the entire series, but you know, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing struggle for her, but you know, that's part of the superhero way. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Well, my thoughts, my prayers are with Diane, and I hope that she is able to kick cancer's butt and <laughs> um, and just to hang in there because she's so talented and so important to the Superhero School series. Um, let me ask you, um, you, how long have you been writing? You know, I probably have been writing almost all my life. I was a very introverted, withdrawn child. I grew up in a very large family. And it's like, by the time I came along, it's like, it was kind of like, (laughs) nobody was willing to play with the baby kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they all kind of had their lives and, you know, were involved and everything. And it's like, I kind of was like a tag along. And so I kind of reverted to to books, Mm -hmm. you know to the point to where I wanted to catch up with my brothers and sisters so much that I actually taught myself to read because I didn't know that, that was not what you were supposed to do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, that taught themselves to read. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> well, you know, it, but it was kind of, it was kind of because I had this large family that, you know, they didn't realize it because I could go to different members of my family and say, Hey, what's this word? And it wouldn't occur to them that I kept asking them that question. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and as I said, you know, it, it was great. I, I didn't know any different, but and it made me fall in love with the written word and with reading and imagining things. And so as soon as I was able to write or draw, you know, of course, my drawing's not real great, but <laughs> you don't know that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just made up these stories. My mom has trunks of stories that I've written over the years. Oh she refuses God. to get rid of. <laughs> That's so awesome. You should publish all of your early childhood stories in a book. That would be so <laughs> So cool. At least even just for your grandchildren for as a keepsake or something. I love that. That's so neat. That is I, so- I might do that, but you know, some of it's a little embarrassing. It's like, you know, I I couldn't spell very well. And it's like <laughs> it's just uh, you know, I love that. And I love reading children's right like my son, any any effort in creating a story, it doesn't matter if you're spelling it right or the punctuation is correct. It's storytelling. And I think that's what all of us are connected by, our ability and love of storytelling. It doesn't mean that you have to be the perfect English major (laughs) or grammar perfectionist, right? (laughs) No, absolutely. You know, and everyone has the ability to tell stories. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, whether or not the story you're telling is something that you want to share with more than just your immediate circle. And so, you know, I, I often tell people when, you know, I'm talking to them about writing is, you know, just tell your story if you're telling it to your best friend Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if your best friend is listening to you you're going to be relaxed and the story's just going to flow out of you yes i agree that is that's great advice what well speaking of advice you Mm -hmm. are very active on your facebook page and um 
with your Facebook group and in giving writing tips. And I've listened to some of your recordings and I, as we had got one together, I just told you, I just listened to a recent recording um, that was uh, writing your first draft and you had some really excellent suggestions, some that I'm even going to look into um, the, the voice to text option. <laughs> We're talking about um, the app, the voice recorder app mm-hmm. that transcribes recordings and everything. Because I know, I, I don't know about you, but I get really dizzy sometimes from staring at screens, whether my phone or my computer and either from blogging or from marketing or, you know, other writing projects and I, and so um, voice to text is definitely something that I've never utilized, mm-hmm. uh, but you seem to feel pretty confident in that. Well, yeah, you know, I, I am, I did set a goal for myself, even though I do have a new book coming out this month, then I'm going to do, you know, 30 days of videos to give out, you know, just easy writing tips and tools and, and thoughts about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those are up on my Facebook page, but I, I do use, utilize all of these tools because what I find is sometimes just changing the way you're approaching writing helps you, helps kind of unblock you and gets the words out faster. So I will switch between, you know, handwriting, typing, voice to text, using, you know, the, the different, um, aspects that are available out there to you because it you do get exhausted and it's sometimes it's just doing it a different way mm-hmm. well i'm gonna hate that advice <laughs> <laughs> good yeah what other advice do you have for aspiring writers and authors just any general advice that you have you know, I think the greatest advice that I can give anybody is you can't do anything with a blank page. So just sit down and write. No matter how bad it is, it can always be fixed. It can always be better. But just not writing is not an option. There is somebody out there that desperately needs to hear your words. Yes, I agree. I agree. And like you, you had said um, before, I, I can't remember what, in what context, but you had said giving yourself permission <laughs> to write and that your story is worth telling and just to do it. Not writing isn't accomplishing your goal, right? <laughs> exactly. And and I do, you know, I do talk about, you know, this permission thing, because for some reason in our lives, we are always looking outside of ourselves for people to tell us that we are good enough or that we're enough of something. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I wonder about that as I get older. And I think, you know, why do I need their permission? I'm the one that's putting myself out there. I'm the one that has the story to tell. So I have to give myself permission to be good enough today. Tomorrow, I will be better. A week from now, I'll be even better. A year from now, I'll be amazing. My second book is fully 10 times better than my first book. And I expect the third book to be even better than that because I'm growing and I'm learning and I am 
you know, hearing my voice above the noise. So just keep pushing forward. Give yourself that permission and just go forward. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. The most weight you're going to lose is to lose other people's opinion. Yes. Yes. Oh, Donna, you're such an inspiration. You're you're speaking to me as you're <laughs> saying all of this because I have several other um things um that I'm working on and, and need to hear that advice to just keep pushing and, and to keep growing. So I think that is wonderful. And I think about too, it, in such a short time, you can make these dreams happen and, um, and, and move toward that goal. And, and unless you're moving, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. If, if you're not, if you're not moving forward, you're either moving backwards or you're just stagnant. And it's, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, if only I had, yes. you know, regret, it, regret is a hard thing. And it's like, you never regret the things you've done. You always regret the things you didn't do. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. I'm really trying to live by that right now. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and you never know what amazing thing will happen. When I started this journey, um, you know, three years ago to write this book and talk with my grandkids about writing this book, I would have never imagined all of the amazing things that I had, I had done. I have done at this point or the amazing people that I have met or the opportunities that have opened to me. Because of this simple story about a cat and a mouse going to superhero school. Yes. And believing in yourself that you could bring it to life. Yes. That, that is, that is so wonderful. So Donna, how, um, in closing, how can folks order your book? How can they get their hands on book one and book two that is coming out next week? Right. Mm. Right. And I'm going to give you some amazing information right now through the end of November book one in the ebook um, form is on sale for 99 cents at all available ebook locations. The, um, the ebook for book two is going out on sale for $1.99. It is up for pre-order right now on Amazon or it will be available on Tuesday, but if you order it now, it'll be in your inbox at 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning, and you can get started. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, um, the paperback book of um, book one is available wherever books are sold, and that will be the same thing for book two beginning on Tuesday, November the 12th. That is awesome. I'm so excited for you, Donna. <laughs> I can't wait to get my order in. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think if you check your e your your mail um, towards the end of the week, you might find a surprise just yeah, for you. <laughs> I'm excited. That's so great. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations on book two coming out. And then what you've let us know that book three will be coming in next year. So you were on fire, Donna. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much. I, I, you know, I absolutely enjoy this journey and I enjoy sharing it with 
people such as yourself that are also writers and understand what it is we go through. But I am so thrilled to be with you today and letting me share my message with your audience. Well, it was my pleasure. So thank you. Congratulations. And um, we'll be excited to to look at 2020 and all the new uh, exciting things coming from Donna. And make sure to follow her on uh, Facebook. Again, she she is amazing with interacting with um, um, just readers and um, writers, and um, I'll make sure to upload all of her social media links and places to be able to order or pre-order her books. So thank you again, Donna, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.